Come on, Annie. Let's go to the movies. This is the Cinerealist episode 601. My name is Kyle. My name is James. My name is Zach. And we're here to talk movies, movie lists, and movie obsession for the next hour or so. I'm a little disappointed we're not going to be talking like 150 movies today. <laughs> you never know. I'm not. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I mean, I do have my ranking of my top 150 Pixar movies ready to go. So okay. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Considering there hasn't been 150, that's really impressive. Oh, you know, I, I should clarify that. I mean, my top 150 picks are frames. Oh, okay. Yeah, That'd be a, that film. would be fun to do. That, actually, that would be like 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 not your favorite scene, but like your favorite still moment in a movie. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool list. It, it not great for a podcast, maybe, but uh, sure. No, when we hit um, episode a thousand. Let's just do our top 100 favorite frames. And you have to like say the number, like my number 95 in Barry Lyndon frame 3007. Sure. We couldn't yeah. even switch it up for 600. You think when we get to a thousand, we're going to decide to ditch the format and change it to a hundred frames. It would be the same <laughs> format, just different topic. I don't know. I don't think so. That'd I think fun. it would be maybe at 1100. We would do no, that. no, that doesn't but work. Not that at a thousand. We'd have to get <laughs> oh. like a, an even thousand on episode a thousand. At eleven hundred, do our top one hundred frames. I'm fine I'm with sure. that. I okay. thought we were retiring after episode a thousand. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke. Oh, oh we're not. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there's no end dates for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is cinderella's purgatory that we're on his uh, planner, his daily no, planner. Yeah, no. <laughs> I tracked out how many more episodes we have got to go and. I got one of those did cool it, Facebook uh, countdown timers like 10 years ago. Did I talk about the average time of James's death on the podcast or like off air? I don't remember. The what? average time of his death? The average What's time it, of my like, death. How long mean? it'll take him to die? Or? I think I talked about that on the podcast. I was like, in our lifetimes, will we see this AI revolution or something like that? Oh, yeah, that was, like that was on our air. like three questions we brought to an episode or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I said yeah. James had like, what, 35 more years? Aver- on average. On yeah. average, yeah. On sure. Average. Okay. So we have a lot of podcasts left in us. Uh, you're pretending like I'm the, like ridiculously older than you. That just means you have 40 years. I am not pretending anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what you're reading into it. I'm just saying uh, we're talking. We're just talking about how long the three of us can do the show for. And that sure. statistically determines how when you're going to die, James. Well, considering like, the pace of the first nine years and uh, nine months, yeah, we've got about what eight and a half years before we get to episode a uh, thousand. Okay, I'll still be in my forties. That's fine. <laughs> sure. Like I think all Zach is saying is he and I still have more life in front of us. If that is not behind us, if not the same amount. Where James, you're definitely on the downswing now. Statistically, no, that's true. But I think in the end, I will outlive you guys by years. All I'm I, saying, it doesn't matter who <laughs> dies first. The first time someone dies, the podcast doesn't have the three of us. That's what all I'm saying. Sure. So when we're trying to see how long it's going to go, it doesn't matter which one of us it is. Oh, if one so of us James goes, dies we have first, to stop then. the podcast. Yeah. Let's we make a pact stop. right now. Uh, <laughs> Not to be grim, but let's make a pact. If one of us goes, 
we do one more episode without that person and then that's it podcast ends i'm not making that pact why not (laughs) why would we stop Uh, you can keep going you just can't keep going as cinerealis you gotta reboot Mm -hmm. it as something else no yep it's like voltron if you're missing one of the lions you can't fully form yeah exactly it's just like voltron (laughs) i don't know there might be more lions somewhere (laughs) (laughs) there's never more lions It's I, a finite amount of lions. I didn't really get that reference. <laughs> really? Fine. You don't remember know who, Voltron? No. Is he a Thundercat? No, no that's a Thundercat. Uh, a Thundercat is a Thundercat, Zach. Who's Voltron? Is he a He-Man? <laughs> no, Voltron is not a he. It's an it, for one thing. <laughs> and Voltron is the robotic creature that is formed when the obviously five lions that make up its limbs f- form together to form Voltron. <laughs> I've never had Voltron. This explains a lot. I'd never had Voltron. He looks like a transformer to me. No, he's a Voltron. No, it's just it's just five lions that happen to come together to form a bigger robot. Uh yeah, a much bigger robot. Is the is he more powerful all assembled than unassembled? Oh, for sure. Well, let let me just give you a breakdown of every Voltron episode ever. (laughs) So you got like right. these five kids and some galactic beast shows up. So first they all jump into their lions and they try and fight the galactic beast in the lions. And that doesn't work. And somehow the galactic beast grows to like triple the size into space. So then they form Voltron and they fight this beast in space hand to hand. That doesn't work. So then they take like a minute to call upon the magic sword. The magic sword forms. They slice the beast in half. Roll credits. Right. Okay, so he's Power Rangers. No, Power Rangers is Voltron. It's the other way around. Yeah, Voltron was before Power Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers definitely came after Voltron. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. They could they completely ripped it off. And that's why I never liked Power Rangers. And Zach <laughs> liked Power Rangers, and it makes sense because he never watched Voltron. <laughs> what, what do you mean I liked Power Rangers? <laughs> you were such a powerhead. You're like go go Power Rangers, I've Mighty got, Morphin Power Rangers. I have Is that nothing what they against. Call them? They <laughs> no, call themselves no, the Rangers. The I have nothing against Power Rangers, but I never watched Power Rangers. But I'm saying, if you had watched Voltron, you would have had something against Power Rangers. <laughs> that, is that what you were saying by Zach was a powerhead? <laughs> hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. <laughs> and us being either Voltron. you're a Voltron fan or you're not a Voltron fan. So. Right. It was a top-rated um, children's show for two years. <laughs> that got syndicated endlessly throughout the entire 80s. From 1984 to 1985. <laughs> yep. I never, I never watched it a whole bunch, but I definitely had like three or four of the five lions you had to have. Yes, you needed all five. Yeah, I don't remember ever having the fifth, but I think my friend did. And that's how we created the toy. Oh, I thought your Voltron was just missing a leg. No, so they wouldn't no. sell you a Voltron. The they would only sell you a lion. Of course. It, it, that was the gimmick. You know how marketing toys works? Yeah. The gimmick was you buy the exact same toy, just in a different color, five times. <laughs> Sp- spend four times as much as probably just buying the entire thing together <laughs> would be had they sold it that way. That's how you make money I, in the 80s. I do think kids. the chest lion was different because that one could like 
have the head pop out. Okay. But I'm pretty sure the arm and feet lions were exactly the same, just in different colors. Right. Could be. I had the chest lion. That's all that mattered. You only had one, though? Oh, yeah. My mom wasn't buying me all five. (laughs) (laughs) She saw through that scam. Sure. I mean, now they do the same thing. They just do it digitally. (laughs) There was like a little transition period with like Skylanders where it was like you bought a physical thing and then it was in the video game. Now they just skipped all the physical things. You just buy digital things. I wish I could have bought dances for my Voltron 30 years ago. (laughs) My Voltron will never gritty, apparently. Uh, Sure. Well, you can't have everything, Kyle. No, I try. I try. Well, you're an adult. You could do it now. <laughs> I could. I could do anything I want. That's great. I'm being an adult. It's my money now. By all the Voltrons, mom. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode six hundred one. Uh, the last two episodes, we counted down our top six hundred favorite films of all time. Technically, we counted down five hundred one to six hundred. Well, uh, technically, so we six hundred to five hundred one. Uh, sure, whatever. Which is I guess. still technically our top 600. Right. We're both correct. Um, <laughs> so we decided for this one, uh, we're, we're going to slow it down and just talk two movies this time. One, but, a new release film, and one, uh, at least this year, not exactly new release, but a movie we've, we've wanted to talk about, but just haven't gotten to yet. So we decided to put it on the agenda you guys have anything you need to check in with before we go over housekeeping for this week? If we could just circle back to Voltron for a moment. <laughs> no. Yeah, we haven't had enough of that <laughs> talking about that. No, I got nothing. I I actually, I, I'll check in with what I did this weekend. I went to Louisiana for work and shot a fishing tournament for a client of mine. And uh, what surprised me while I was there, many things surprised me. One of the things that surprised me was the amount of alligator and duck hunters there were at this hmm. fishing tournament. They weren't with our group, but it was shocking to see these guys at like four o'clock in the afternoon come in after a day and just like haul up giant alligators off of their <laughs> fishing boats. <laughs> Evidently, it's legal to just kill an alligator there. I don't think you can do that in Florida. At least I've never heard of it. Well, if you have a tag, you can. You have to win a lottery to get a tag for an alligator. Here. Oh, interesting. I wonder if they do that too, or they pay big bucks to be able to do it or something like that. I don't know. I would hope there's some sort of... I mean, it's gator season body. right now. Yeah. And then uh, I've never seen so many dead ducks in my life. <laughs> I was just kind of like... <laughs> I can handle fish for some reason. Like when I was a kid, I went fishing with my grandfather a lot. And so I... I've been around fishing and like people gutting fish and stuff like that. Never bothered me uh, in the least bit. Um, and uh, but for some reason, ducks bother me. <laughs> Just seeing like a big pile of dead ducks because it's kind of like there's so many fish, right? Like a ridiculous amount of fish. Yeah, an unfathomable amount of fish. In my at least that's how I see it. And then. Uh, with ducks, they're just so harmless. They're just like doing their thing. <laughs> no, just like ducks are not them. harmless. Ducks are are evil. They're evil. Yeah, yeah. Ducks they're are worth. Ducks are very worth, evil. They're worth being shot when they're just minding their own business. 
I don't know about that, but ducks are problematic. You should look, look into ducks. Wait, Here's the difference. Are, are, are they are they intentionally evil or are they, they just like a drain on resources of the environment because they poop a lot? I don't <laughs> think ducks have moral agency. Okay. But if okay, they so- did, they would be intentionally evil. They're kind of mean and nasty animals. Here's the difference. I've, With a fish, I've never right? Seen a nasty duck before. With a fish, you drop a hook in the water, right? And yeah. it has like a tasty morsel on the end. And if that yeah. fish decides to, it can just swim right by. Be like, that's not mine. I shouldn't just take it. I'm not going to steal that's this. That's not mine. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> and it can just swim by agency and, and go about its day. And if he does take right? it, he can suffocate on above the surface. If he does take it, it's his fault. Right for for eating a worm, it's, right? It's his fault for doing what he does. Which or is, her? How eat, dare that fish eat? <laughs> yeah, it's forage for food. Okay, but and if you're a duck, duck, you're duck. You're just hanging out, and somebody bang shoots you. You didn't do anything. You didn't take a piece of food that wasn't yours. Trespassing. <laughs> Trespassing. Yeah, that's their natural environment. Mm, do they own it? Show me the deed. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> technically they do they own technically, a piece of it. <laughs> technically they do you know james they do take off first and they chose to take off you don't, you don't shoot ducks on the ground it's not like yeah ground ducks you don't shoot i've never been duck hunting so i don't know how it works you'd probably shoot ground ducks. you're only allowed to shoot them in the air i think it's easier to shoot them in the air than if they're on the ground <laughs> i think you just do only shoot them in the air <laughs> okay yeah usually you have like an animal flush them out it's like you'll send a dog into like the reeds or whatever I've never actually shot a gun. Have you guys shot, never shot a, a gun? gun? You've never shot a gun? Oh, I've, I've shot never guns. shot a gun. Of course I've shot a gun. Yeah. It's sorry. America. <laughs> sorry, I'm a communist, <laughs> evidently, because I've never shot a gun. They, I've had opportunities. Shot guns too. <laughs> I've had plenty of opportunities, and every single one of them I've weaseled my way out of. You did so, so you don't want so to. So you don't shoot want to, yeah. I think if I was in a place where it was like okay this is what people are doing and they were like here you want to try and i'm like no i don't want to and then they like gave me a hard time about it then i'll be like okay whatever i'm not like so tied to it that this is like my line in the sand but i've had opportunities to go to shooting ranges and stuff like that and i'm just like i just have no need i've like no to me shooting a gun seems like an act of aggression on some level that's the only reason i would be shooting a gun I don't care to otherwise. get out aggression. <laughs> I don't care. I, otherwise, I'm, glad I'm really glad I shot a gun. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Everybody I know that shoots guns is more aggressive than I, I'm not saying they're especially aggressive, but all of them that I know that regularly shoot guns are more aggressive than I personally am. And so I just, I don't care who cares. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to piss I people mean, off with this opinion? No, 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 no. no. Only like half the people. So. <laughs> okay. No, it just, um, I was just surprised you haven't shot a gun just because it's so ubiquitous. I think uh, shooting guns is fun. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely oh, yeah. say that. I, I wish people shot guns less at people, but um, like just going out and like skeet shooting, super fun. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like that's the kind of thing that I probably would be fine with if, like, it was like, okay, this is this is what the group's doing, fine. But <laughs> I, I don't care. like. I've shot rifles and twenty twos and things like that before, and I shot a handgun once, 
Uh-huh. And that scared me because I was like, oh, this is too easy. <laughs> like sure. there, There's something about like a rifle which is just more unwieldy and it's more intentional. Right. And then you have a handgun. You're like, yeah, no, this, this is way too easy to use. This should not be this easy. I also kind of feel like at 45, having not shot a gun, why not just go the distance, right? Oh, I mean, that, <laughs> you, you look at like 30 years ago here, so. <laughs> why not just go your whole life, right? And just be like, I've never shot a gun. Here but, lies James. <laughs> you he can, never shot a gun. But up till now, you've never told anyone that. So it's like, seems like a waste. Oh, I've told people that. I've told people okay. who have invited me to go. I'm like, nah, I'm not really into it. They were like, really? I'm like, yeah, I've never shot a gun before. I don't really have any big plans. Maybe wait until the hype dies down. <laughs> nah. Uh, this is America. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that anytime soon. Anyway, um, what, what else haven't you done, James? What What are the other? What are the big ones you've never done? I've never like, ran with the bulls in Pamplona. I was going to say Pampano, but I knew that. Did you was know wrong. my dad did that? Really? I, yeah, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I have I talked about like the things that I can't say no to if somebody asks me to do it. No. Is, is shooting a gun one of them? I had five things, but I'm I'm drawing a blank on the fifth. One of them was get into a UFC fight. Okay. Wait, what do you mean by a UFC fight? Because like we can, a mixed we can martial make this happen. arts fight. Okay. If somebody was like, okay, James, I'm inviting <laughs> you to get into a, an organized, controlled mixed martial arts fight. I can't say no to that. Like literally, nobody will ever ask me that. But if they did. I can't say no. Okay. What about behind your cabin? No, I, I'm talking okay. about a real one in like, like a, a gym tele- with like televised? a referee. It doesn't have to be televised, but like a gym with a referee, okay. a, a lead up. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about an impromptu behind the dollar tree. <laughs> I just, it just has to be in Vegas at the MGM Grands on pay-per-view. Then Wait, I'll have you guys ever been in a legit fight? Have I been in a legit fight? Like I mean, punches thrown like high school after high school whatever like a legit fight with somebody physical I mean, I've, confrontation i've punched people but just as a joke i've right. never been that's in not a the fight. same i'm talking like you're angry they're angry no. this isn't going to end until somebody hits the ground no kyle well I, once in a mosh pit things got a little heated <laughs> in a mosh pit <laughs> yes kyle <laughs> 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 it, it it was more like you're supposed one, to be pushing each other in a mosh pit. It was no, it was more like one guy took it too far, and then a group of the mosh pit people turned on him. <laughs> so you were one and of were a dog of pile on this guy. No, no, no. Th- th- this was not a ground and pound. This was like a subdue and remove from the mosh pit. <laughs> That's not a what, fight. What concert was this at? That he took it too far. Uh, this was a Jimmy Gore Buffett concert. He took it too far at a Guar concert. Yeah, no, because once <laughs> that's you start, not possible, Kyle. No, oh, it is. Oh, no, no. Okay, it is. People there are is very mo- respectful at a Guar concert. There is mosh pit <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. Okay. There right, is mosh pit d- etiquette. He didn't lift his pinky when he took a sip of his tea <laughs> no, at the Guar no, concert. W- w- once you start like throwing punches and like going out to hurt people, and yeah. that is not the accepted like like th- I know there's like there's those slam circles where people try and punch each other. That's not my scene whatsoever. Kind of scene, in, though. If you're just in a normal mosh pit, right? Where, where got, it's got the, the shoving and the moving around, right? And you're yeah. covered in all of kind of fun fake body fluids. And then <laughs> some dude starts like throwing punches and getting pissed. Then you're getting bounced out of there. That's that's not cool. Yeah. 
I agree with James you. Knows what there I'm is about. definitely an etiquette. And actually, I don't know about Guar people, but at most shows that I've been to, despite the fact that you are being incredibly physically physical with each other, the only reason it works is because people are respectful of each other while they do it in a weird like, way no one's you know trying I mean? to hurt each other right they're not trying to hurt each uh, other exactly that's not, that's not necessarily true. zach okay have you ever been in a in a mosh pit zach i have yes okay where uh, yeah to get, tell me more a sting at a corn, concert at a corn concert <laughs> that's right zach went to a corn concert <laughs> yes, yes zach went to a corn concert yes. like, like high school right like school, capital yeah. c or backwards k backwards, backwards k. k okay yeah, backwards just making sure capital c <laughs> It was at the Des Moines uh, Corn Festival. <laughs> Is this a Patreon? What are we doing here? Why did you go to a corn concert? My sister invited me. She was a big like corn fan. I don't know if she was a big corn fan, but okay. she was a fan and had two tickets. Can you name me one corn song? <laughs> no. <laughs> can, can you tell me anything about the band Corn at all? Just just anything. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you lots about the band Corn. Please tell me something. We don't need lots. We need one thing. <laughs> they're, they're a metal band. What what kind of metal? Uh, I'll say thrash metal. No, okay. I have no um, idea. Like, tell how many? Me, wait, there's for, elements. By one there's thing, you want multiple things. I I, I want. Just start out. I want one thing, and now you want more things. <laughs> <laughs> you said metal band. That that is like such a wide genre. <laughs> they play rock music. <laughs> I mean, I think you could classify them as new metal if you were to throw a metal classification on them. Or rap metal. Or rap metal. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Great people. Um, what, James, what are the other things on your list? You can't say no to. Uh, the running of the bulls. Okay. <laughs> I love I'm going right to do that, like, by the way, James. UFC, if you want to come, feel free, but I'm. Hey, I'm going to do it. If you want me to do it, then you can invite me to do it. You got to pay me <laughs> to get there. Why you know do I mean? You got you? You to pay my, you got to actually get me there and then I'll do it with you. Hold on. Hold on. You can't say no unless someone doesn't pay for you. Then you can <laughs> saying, totally say no. I'm saying if somebody invites me, <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's yeah, no yeah. reason for me not to do it. I yeah. have to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily want to do it, Yeah, yeah. but I have to do it. If there's no barrier to me doing it. Yeah, so right. for all so, these conditions, are like, if these someone gives me an all like, expense paid vacation, I gotta say yes. <laughs> sure, but I mean, why would I say no to that anyway? What if, if you're in a financial position to fly yourself to run with the bulls? Why would I spend my own money to do something I don't want to do? Okay, so so just to clarify, if someone <laughs> pays for your way to go to to run with the bulls, you can't say no. Right. That that's the thing. I have to go do it. But if they if they ask you to run with the bulls but don't pay you. you then why would no. I spend my money doing something I don't want to do? So you can say no at that point. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> that makes total sense. Come on. <laughs> Climb Mount Everest. <laughs> but they have to fly you out. Oh, they have to do everything. I just have to <laughs> climb it. You know, it's not as easy as just climbing it. No, like, I get it. I mean, I'm not saying like training it. I'm not and, saying if they say we're doing this tomorrow, I want like time to do it right. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. In fact, you're probably part of the problem. You see, like, yeah, I could go climb Mount Everest. Like, <laughs> there's waste and there's. This was it's, like it's, 20 years ago that I made this list. And do so they have to pay for your? It's gym a lot membership? different now than it was 20 years ago, right? In <laughs> fact, it's more. It's way more. Remove my frozen corpse from the North Face. But other <laughs> yeah. than that, it's fine. 
It's way okay. more accomplishable to climb Mount Everest today than it was, you know, 20 years ago. UFC, um, Mount Everest, run with the bulls. I'm trying to remember the fifth one, but the fourth is the only one of the five that I said I'd never want to do unless somebody just invites me to do it and then I can't say no. And that one actually happened. And it was when Josh paid for me to skydive. Nice. I said, if somebody walks up to me and says, let's go skydiving, I'm paying. I can't say no. And then that's exactly what Josh did. And I skydived. Nice. So nice. Um, let that be a lesson to you. If you'd like to go run with the bulls with me, you just pay for it and tell me when well, and let's go. <laughs> I need to make a whole long list of these things where someone pays for it. I'll do it. <laughs> like dinner. I have to say yes. If yep. someone pays for my dinner. <laughs> sure. Uh, F- flying to space twist my arm nasa okay <laughs> amazing you want to go to space of course yeah no not why interested. not not interested not i mean it, we're going to talk about it in one of the movies this week but not interested in an experience that less than a thousand people have had in all of humanity that'd be amazing if in my lifetime space travel becomes as safe as you know normal it's safer you know, well, we have a pretty small data set right now. Yeah. Well, but we also the only we have, pretty much have a data set for like government controlled people going up into space. Like there's has, a very small amount of people that have not been in that. Situation. I don't think I don't, a single person has died in space. It depends. Okay. If we're defining space okay, as like I, <laughs> Jeff Bezos version of space, which is like you're barely out of the atmosphere and then you come right back down. That's not the same as like legitimately going to space like NASA does and like doing a full, you know, 40 day rotation and stuff like that. That's what I'm that's what I think about when I when people say go to space, not like weather balloon height. You want to go like a space station. Chill up there for a couple days. I'd love to do that, but only until it's proven to be as safe as normal. It's safe. Currently, it's safer than commercial air flight because no one has ever died sample set what do you mean no one ever died in space people have definitely died traveling (laughs) to and from space yeah yeah, but he's talking about like he's like ignoring even low earth orbit he orbit he has like if you have to be on the space station they're all fine but you still need to get there like right (laughs) even even with that it's still probably i don't know i don't know know. i'll just stay here you guys can go it's fine unless somebody pays me then if they're gonna (laughs) pay my way i'll go i guess I, I would say if you look statistically, flying on the on a space shuttle is more dangerous <laughs> than taking a plane because how many shuttle flights have we had versus yeah, how many blew true. up? That's so, probably true. Yeah, that's sure. probably true. Um, yeah, space would be awesome. I don't remember how we got on this, but um, you know what else is cool in space? What this week's movie? <laughs> One of them, anyway. <laughs> uh, which we're gonna get to. Uh, right after we talk a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget, there's a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Go check it out there. Also, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Get extra after show audio as well as Cinderella swag. If you enjoyed the last, uh, what was that? 27 minutes of banter. You will love the Patreon episodes. <laughs> Uh, also leave us an Apple podcast review. We'd appreciate that five stars only, or send us an email to Hey guys at cinerealist.com with just about anything you want to send to us. Comment, question, list, suggestion, movie suggestion, any of those kinds of things we love getting via email and reading and discussing on the podcast. Let's jump in to the first film on this week's double feature. This is a sci-fi film 
that was released on Hulu this past weekend. It's titled No One Will Save You. We're going to get into it right after this clip. That was No One Will Save You, a 2023 American science fiction horror film written, directed, and produced by Brian Duffield and starring Caitlin Deaver. The official IMDb plot synopsis for No One Will Save You is an exiled, anxiety-ridden homebody must battle an alien who's found its way into her home. So we're going to do this discussion in kind of two parts. We're going to talk about this spoiler free and then, uh, and then we're going to talk about elemental. And then if you are interested in spoiler chat for the film, either if you're watching on YouTube, click the spoiler link in the show description. It'll take you right to that discussion. If you're listening to it on a podcast app, just listen after the music at the end of the podcast and you'll hear a little bit of spoiler chat as well. So, no one will save you. We've seen it. It was my suggestion. What did you guys think of the movie? So I knew nothing about this movie going into it. I had not even heard of it until James recommended it. And I was pleasantly surprised. This is a, a fun little alien invasion thriller is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie does... A lot with little, if that makes sense. So, I mean, th- there's there's definitely some some special effects and some CG and some creatures, um, but so much of this movie is told through light and sound. And I think it's not a spoiler to say that there is almost no dialogue in this movie whatsoever. That's so true. you're really getting, um, you're learning about what's happening through. Girl, Caitlin Deaver, she's kind of the the one character through her reactions, through what she's seeing, and then you're observing these odd alien things happening, mostly through the lights and the, the cool sound design they use. So I just thought this was a a fun alien thriller that was just trying to tell the story a little bit differently. It's definitely a play on like your little green men idea of like flying saucers and abduction and everything involved with that, but it took. I think an idea that we all know and understand and made it sort of like just, I don't know, a little elevated. And again, that's through this storytelling device of not having people talk about what's going on, but just you as the observer uh, learning what's happening and then just watching everyone react to the situation. Yeah. Sure. What'd you think, James? Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but I did kind of, 
feel like it's a little mid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I like I understood I understood the hook with like nobody speaking. Yeah. And and I get that. And I wasn't really um I was nonplussed by that storytelling device, I would say. In fact, I thought it was a little confusing uh in the end, which I'm sure we will get to in spoilers. Like I kind of feel like there may have been you could have had minimal dialogue instead of literally like one line in the entire movie. Um, and maybe uh, framed a little bit more for the ending so that it would have a little more emotional impact. I thought the the bulk of the movie is just kind of like your typical stalker <laughs> kind of slasher film with this alien invasion rapper going on and, and like all the trappings that come with that. And that's fine. I like, you know, home invasion survival type movies. Uh, and this is definitely a spin on that. I think this movie is also notable just because it did not shy from almost the very beginning with showing what the alien looks like. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't some surprise. Yeah. It was definitely not a surprise. And they, they lingered and they gave you lots of different angles and different effect shots of the alien and they rarely had the alien like come up on her or like rush her or anything like that. It mostly would slowly stalk and then you'd have a bit of action and then it would find her again and slowly stalk type of thing. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed those parts as a fan of these types of movies. Um, but I also felt very little personal tension or investment while i was watching it i was just kind of like okay we're gonna go through the motions here uh you know some things happen later that were maybe a little inventive and like it, it gets a little the movie gets bigger i would say towards the end of it uh but overall i didn't hate it i just also don't think it's going to go in the canon of alien invasion movies as something that's all that memorable in the end. Um, and that's fine. Not everything has to. Some some things are just popcorn entertainment. I think that's where it fell for me. What do you think, Zach? Uh, like Kyle, I knew nothing about this film going in. I'd never heard of it. I didn't know the subject matter. I didn't know anything about it. Started watching it and uh, was intrigued mm -hmm. by this girl who is shunned by her community and we don't know why. Um, she'd been through some sort of trauma, found that interesting. Then something has broken into her house. She doesn't know what it is, you know. And then the 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 moment that <laughs> we realize it's an alien, I was so disappointed. Oh, <laughs> because oh, so I you literally knew nothing. Like you no, haven't so, even seen the absolutely poster. nothing. I at least knew this was an alien movie going into it. Oh, I knew I knew nothing. And you could like oh, barely see nothing. it through the screen or whatever. And I was hoping like, oh, it'll just turn out to be like a deer wandered in, you know, to prolong the mystery of like why she's shunned. But no, it was a little alien creature, the most generic alien creature you could come up with, really. And um and uh yeah, it, it's it's interesting to be disappointed by a movie that you have no <laughs> expectations for. Um but then once it became an alien movie, I was still into it because it's like there's no dialogue. And I think she did a great job. Her performance, awesome. Yeah. I have no complaints about her performance throughout the film. I think she did an awesome job. Um, but at a basic level, I could not get into this film mm -hmm. because of how 
um, silly the antagonist was. So basically it's her versus aliens and these aliens um, are so slow and like (laughs) passive. Like they're clearly trying to get her, but like at every opportunity that they have, they just like slowly head towards her or like for, for tension's sake, slowly put their hands on things and like they're capable of dying. Like they, they, they're capable of being attacked and hurt and like they have consequences. And yet, they could care less about like effectively getting her. I mean, they could be super fast, super fast, but when it comes to actually getting her, they're very slow and ponderous. And it just seems like the whole thing is fake. (laughs) Like it's, it's just like, let's be as slow as possible to give her a chance to escape somehow. And and let's do it again and again. And by the fourth time, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Why do we care that they're putting her in danger? Because they'll just, not do anything until she comes up with a way to escape again. You know, it's like uh, most villain movies. They have that one monologue that they're giving while the hero escapes. This one had it like five times, you know, <laughs> like the, the killing time waiting for the hero to figure out how to destroy them. Um, so and the fact, yeah, I want to counter that, but I want to counter in spoilers. Cause I think my point would is a spoiler for the movie. Perfect. So I, want, I want to put a pin in your argument of the 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 slow moving aliens or the deliberately paced, however you want to put it. Please yeah. do. Please okay. do. Okay. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I guess given the first ten minutes, I was hoping for more of a like a psychological drama. Now they had that element to the movie, which I guess we'll talk about in spoilers. But um, I don't know if it connected enough for me to feel like this belongs in the conversation of like a Baba Duke or like a um, oh no no it's not to that know, level those kind of things where like it really feels like those two have to be together right Baba Duke is you can't separate the two because they add so much fullness to each other you know the the two elements to that movie this one they neither of them really seem very much connected with the other like maybe at the end they try to zip them together a little bit but it's just so tangential. It seems, I don't know, just kind of not important. Like they're two elements, but they're not cohesive elements. That that's just how it felt. I I did find the setting up of the emotional stakes at the beginning really clunky, because mm-hmm. there's no dialogue, there's no explanation. Like they have her by her mom's grave, and you already know the character's name. So like it says like here lies blah blah blah. Then below it says loving mother of Bryn. So like, just in case you didn't know whose grave that was. And then it shows the picture of her and Maud, like her friend from when they were kids. And it was like Bryn and Maud BFFs for whatever. And so I thought that stuff was a little like a little spoon feedy of here's the dead mom. Here's the friend. They were mm-hmm. best friends. And maybe that's a, a, a partially because there is no dialogue. So no one can like have exposition. So they have to throw it in your face. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't upset with the film, and I I liked the attempt, and I I think I understand what they were trying to do with it by like spinning different genres that you've seen, kind of combining them in in what they were aiming for unique ways, and and then also like coding it with this nearly dialogue free presentation. It's just none of it seemed particularly better than 
the sum of its parts. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it kind of adequately did all of those things, but not impressively did any of them. And certainly not in combination was I like, oh, this combination is what makes the whole thing elevate. I just, I just never got there for me. Whereas like, what was that movie that we watched that had a couple long takes that had to do with like a radio tower in a small town? And there was, yeah, that movie was great. Oh, I see. I did not like that movie at all. You almost never see an alien in that movie. Yeah. But that was like I was, uh, something of night or something like that. Day of night or something no, like that. Vast. Day. Vast yeah. of night. The vast, vast of night. Of Thank night. you. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was great. That, that did so much more with less than this did for me. And um, yeah. And, and uh, you can kind of see the less is more with the dialogue here. But then there's like so much more as far as how often they're showing the alien and how much of the movie she's being chased around by them. It's just kind of like, okay, well, maybe like the emotional payoff will come through with like the backstory. And I was just like, by the time it got to that, I was like, okay, can we move this along a little faster? Because <laughs> I wasn't invested in the characters. But um, you remember Run, Kyle? Did you see oh, Run? Yeah, yeah th- that was my t- uh, 600 on my top 600 list. It's another movie where like somebody's getting chased around a house. It's not an alien invasion movie, but that movie was far more tension filled for me than this was. Um, and uh, yeah, See, th- I mean, that's kind of me what, what I wanted. Go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, like I was watching this and I was thinking of Run. Mm-hmm. as being a, a good one-to-one for this movie where like run is a psychological thriller mm-hmm. you know small budget and this is uh, to me this is the alien invasion kind of version of run sure the difference Plus, is run like the antagonist has a direct connection with the person who is your the main character of that movie yeah and that's kind of what makes it so frightening is you, you, you don't know where reality is, like how intense the danger is type of thing. Um, and in this movie and in that one, there's like, there's a disability involved that makes it hard to, to get away from the attacker. And in this movie, she's just like a disaffected mute <laughs> with like, and they've given you nothing as far as why they slow, very slowly feed you why she acts like this, why other people react to her the way they do. And I just was like, oh, all right, let's go. I also want to say so many of her problems go away if uh-huh. she just moves to a different town. <laughs> well, I mean, she's living in her mother's house. I, I understand well, what you're saying, but I understand why the character would still be there. Like in the no. beginning of the movie, she's sleeping in her mother's bed, yet sh- her bedroom is like relatively untouched. Yeah. So I think she's still in a mourning period. I also couldn't get a, I don't think that's a spoiler, but like a, a sense for time. Is this Was this in the 80s? No. There was this, no cell this phones. Was, this felt modern. This felt modern because she got like a package. But she never f- opened guy. a cell phone. Nobody. There's no cell phones in the movie. Well, her clothing you, were definitely like retro. If it's modern, she was wearing like thrift store yeah. type clothes. Yeah. Her shoes were like not modern. The car was maybe 80s. 
I felt like. Or no, that was that was like 90s. a super outback. That was definitely in the last 15, <laughs> 10, 15 years. It, it was it was know. an older car for what ha- we have now, but I would say that car was 10, 15 years old. Interesting. Why would they yeah. like address the cell phone thing then? I like she picks up a landline off the. Yeah, I mean, it's so maybe this movie is trying to be somewhat out of time mm-hmm. of like saying hey, this could happen at, at any time. It doesn't have to be a specific era. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no talking anyway, so I don't know why they need cell phones in this movie. <laughs> That's why there's no cell phone. She picked yeah. up a phone. She was going to call somebody. She was. But I mean, like she also there are also like I got the impression that this was a pretty small community we never quite knew where in um, america this was but they did have an area code it did have an area code was it 555 um no (laughs) okay it was like let me look this was a pretty small rural community west virginia west virginia okay that, that that makes sense where cell phone service and internet service even in 2023 are still poor in some of those areas so I could I mean I believe there are still pockets of this country where cell phones are not as ubiquitous as like what we have in our larger more metropolitan areas. If you look up T-Mobile on a coverage map, the entire state is covered. Oh, no, I mean you look up Wisconsin <laughs> on a coverage map, the entire state is covered. If I go 10 uh, minutes south to like where Galen's school is, I lose reception. Uh, sure, I school. lose reception in my condo and like 50 feet that way it's 4g so i, I understand what you're saying there that's just are, your kind of made of like lead or something i'm not sure why <laughs> i'm just saying i'm going to an actual rural like you know rural part of wisconsin which is not that far from madison and cell phone coverage just drops once you're out there sure so like, like uh, even though those maps like show the entire country covered in red or purple whatever it is it's not as uh not as strong as they want you to believe it is um can we can we all agree that the CGI got progressively worse as the movie went on with the aliens. Yeah. I, I liked it when I liked it in the last third. I thought that was fine. He liked the worst part that when she was somewhere else, like you like that part of it. I didn't notice a difference to be honest, yeah, but I, okay. I, I also may have checked out a little early. On this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, um, we, I, Oh, by the way, have you seen the script for this? Is that what you just sent to us? I just sent it to you. Take a look at it. This is a page from the script. Yeah. It, Where this is an it? actual uh, so, discord. Okay. So, th- um, this is a scene. We're not going to spoil it, but this is a scene where she's not moving. Remember that scene? She's being held by lights and not moving. Yeah. Yes. Remember that scene? I do. So this sure. is a script from that page. It's it's just a very unorthodox script, but I thought it was pretty clever. I mean, yeah, right. There, there's a lot of she can't move. She's like she has to do so much eye acting in this. Like there's a lot of face acting going on. Yeah. Like a lot of close up of her eyes looking around and selling, which is obviously we know it's a it's a CG creature, so she's not even reacting to anything. She's just selling it so props to her for that i mean this is more clever than what they put on screen i'll give you yeah. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> zach i will say the the little alien i thought was probably the worst looking of all of them just cg wise and maybe maybe because that was the fast moving one so it looked worse versus the slower more methodical ones mm-hmm. so i'll give you that i'll give you that one thank you all right Let's letterbox this one. 
What'd you guys think in the end of No One Will Save You? I'm going to give this three and a half. I'm going to give it a two. I am two and a half. So a three and a half, a two and a half, and a two. Four. No one will save us. Stick around if you're listening on an audio app after the podcast for spoiler chat. If you're listening on YouTube, click the spoiler link in the description. Our next movie up for discussion is Elemental, which is a Pixar film you can find on Disney Plus right now. We're going to get into it right after this clip. You really food inspector? As far as you know, yeah. Then inspect this. Dad. That shoots. Yep. Oh, it's good to me. No, 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 no. Inspect with your mouth. That was Elemental, a 2023 American computer-animated romantic comedy drama produced by Walt Disney Pictures and Pixar Animation Studios. This movie was directed by Peter Son and stars um, kind of a low-key cast of voices on this one. You got Leah Lewis, Mamadou Athi. I have no idea if I pronounced that right. Ronnie Del Carmen, Shyla Omni, Wendy McLendon Covey, and Catherine O'Hara. Normally it feels like they pack these, right? With like big name voice actors with yeah. this one. They really didn't do that, which I it's find like, interesting. Catherine O'Hara is the only name I recognize from that cast list. Yeah. And I mean, Catherine O'Hara is like an actress from the, <laughs> who probably hit her height in the 80s. Uh, have you not watched Shit's Creek? No. She, oh, oh she has an entire new fan base with Shit's Creek. Okay. Yeah. Well, they all didn't flock to this one on opening night. That's for sure. Uh, anyway, Elemental is a movie that came out in theaters, was generally, not necessarily shunned, but was not a big deal, I would say. People weren't really talking about it in bad ways or good ways. It just kind of was in theaters and... I think families were slowly going to it at their own pace. I think a lot of people got used to things coming out on Disney Plus and mm-hmm. yeah. you just kind of assume you wait long enough it'll it'll show up there and they just kept this thing in theaters. Like it it was making enough money that they didn't push it to Disney Plus and they just kept it in theaters and eventually um it became a financial success. Really? When yeah, when the the story was at the beginning, at the initial release, was that it was one of Pixar's biggest bombs. Um, and it turns out it's not. It's not one of their greatest successes, but the proof that like the movie's not necessarily a bad movie. It just maybe didn't yeah. get the attention. It's the 15th highest box office for this year so far. What, what's right. his number? You mean how much did money you make? Yeah. Uh, 154 million domestic. Okay. Do we know what the budget? I mean, the budget on this thing was like 200, I thought. Budget was 200. 
worldwide it's got 486 million okay so worldwide it's probably doing it's at least breaking even and then some i mean the rule of thumb is you take the budget and double it as far as like whether you're broken even so yeah okay um so we of course waited till it was on disney plus we finally watched elemental we're gonna talk about it right now it made more money than fast x that doesn't surprise me well, it's, it surprises uh, Vin Diesel, I guarantee you. <laughs> Maybe Vin Diesel should tell a complete story or something. People want to go see it. The IMDb uh, plot synopsis for Elemental is follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, earth, and air residents live together. That's which it? Which is the setting of the movie. I agree. I'm not sure it's a plot. <laughs> it makes it sound like a Cameron Crowe film. Like, yeah, we're just gonna follow these residents around this city for a couple of days and check right. in on them. What did you guys think of Elemental, Zach? Uh yeah, I didn't really like it. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. Okay. I didn't really like it. I, uh, you know, it had some elements. Zing. <laughs> 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 no, like, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of, you know, the clever little details that go along with the character types and that kind of stuff. And those were peppered in. But I found the uh, some of the characters fairly uncharismatic and likable. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the plot was rather convoluted. Um, and... I don't think it gave us anything really transcendent or new or even that interesting. Um, It kind of felt like well-trod territory to me with characters that like, especially the main guy, right? The water guy, the the love interest. Mm -hmm. He just seemed like completely a non-entity to me. Like he just was such a, a one dimensional kind of lack of anything. Um, I was shocked that they built the movie about his relationship with her. So I don't know. I thought the movie was fairly uh, forgettable slash uninteresting. Hmm. Yeah. I found this movie boring. That's the best way to place it. Okay. It, it, there is a plot. It's kind of a, I guess, a, a rom-com-ish at times, but it didn't feel new or different. I liked that there's a bit of an immigrant story going on in this with like fire mm-hmm. people and having their own neighborhood and not feeling welcome in the rest of the city. And also like the city doesn't really accommodate them where this city is so water-based, even though it's also for air and plants, just like water seems to be a main infrastructure and it doesn't work with fire, obviously. And the movie kind of gets into that, but then is more interested in this love story. And I was way more interested in like the immigrant experience or the parallels there, which it didn't give me a ton of. Um, I I wrote down that this movie is like worse Zootopia. Where like Zootopia kind of gave this already, where where you had this society where all these people who shouldn't or all these creatures who shouldn't be living in harmony are living in harmony, and then something stirs it up. 
And that's much more of a mystery. And this movie I thought was gonna be a mystery at first when you had like this mysterious water showing up. And I was kind of going, I was hoping for like maybe like a Chinatown, maybe not full Chinatown, but like, you know, a little bit of like a, okay, there's a mystery here. Maybe like a, a noir something happening. And it's, it's infrastructure. Spoiler alert. That's the, that's the bad guy. <laughs> so it didn't really go down that mystery road. So yeah, I mean, I had, I was intrigued by the, the world and some of the backstories and like, I, I want to know why did the fire people leave fire islands? Cause it seemed like things were fine. They just chose to leave to go to a new, whatever. Like I wasn't sure why they had to emigrate. And I didn't care at all about Wade and Ember. And um, I, I found Wade's to be annoying. And I really did not like any time the water people cried. They, they went to that well multiple times. Oh, yeah. It so was so weepy. It was so stupid. Yeah. I just, I was just bored. I was waiting for the movie to be over. It's just hard to be simp- like to like a character that is so unsympathetic because he's just yeah. so weepy. And again, like it's, they're kind of giving this whole like, oh, he's rich and has everything handed to her. And she's this, you know, struggling, you know, trying to get out of the, sh- the shadow of her immigrant parents. But I, I just wish they give me more of the immigrant stuff and less of the love stuff. So James. I saw this roughly a hundred days ago. <laughs> oh, you, wait, you didn't rewatch it? I did Disney not Plus? rewatch it. Okay, I, wow. I did not have the time just because I was out of town. <laughs> um, but so some of like the things that you guys mentioned, like the weeping of the water, like that did not stick with me. I don't remember if that was annoying to me or not. Uh, if it was, it wasn't enough for me to remember it a hundred days on. Um, but what did stick with me on this one was that this was the first time I remember seeing a Pixar film with uh, what is presented somewhat uh, as a heterosexual romance film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a clear girl and a clear boy. They might be of different elements. Uh, the stand in for race, I guess, or religion or whatever you want to say. And then, and then they have, you know, a love story, like a legitimate, um, traditionally told somewhat Romeo and Juliet type story going on here. Uh, and then it's wrapped around, you know, class issues and things like that as well, but you remove the animation and that's what you end up with. And I thought, from that perspective, it was new for Pixar. Now, when Pixar is at its best, most of the time, uh, they've taken a traditional story and they've injected their own charm into it and they've given it a, you know, a, a new package that's pretty to look at and, and impressive. And I think in ways they did that here. Like I think technically what's going on here is like really impressive like the water physics, the fact that like every shot of somebody with fire, like all that is like procedurally generated and they all have like halo effects. It's miles ahead of most animation studios. It's Um, a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of their most impressive, in my opinion. That being said, like I didn't think the production design of the city was like mind blowing <laughs> or all that inventive. It felt exactly what Pixar would do instead of subverting it a little bit and giving us something that we wouldn't expect from them. Um, but I enjoyed the overall 
love story of it and like how simple it was. Um, I, I enjoyed that, that element of it. And that's what carries in my brain, just how pristine and impressive the animation was. And the fact that they told a traditional love story, which didn't seem like something Pixar would ever do. I can't think of another movie where it's about that. Um, and, uh, and they did that here, but whenever she got angry as like the daughter of a guy with a fire store, I was just kind of like, okay, let's move on. Let's go back to, <laughs> she got so angry so fast. Yeah. Right. And it totally makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the idea of fire and whatever. She's a hothead. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but, but, uh, but there were times when the movie's like kind of in your face with things when it didn't necessarily have to be. I vaguely remember the crying maybe being part of that too, where it's like, we get the joke. There's no reason to like shove this in our face over and over again. Um, um, okay. I, so a couple of thoughts on what James is saying. Yeah. One, as far as being like their first, like, Foray into a love story. I would argue that Wally was already that. Um, but I, in James' defense, he was saying like this was a, a clear, more clear, like heterosexual, like male-looking character, female-looking character. I mean, they definitely set up a little bit of a gender association in Wally too. Yeah, I would say they do it way more intensely in this movie than they did Wally. But yeah, for sure, I agree with both of you. Is what I'm saying. Um, and I'm just not convinced that they actually will stay together at the end of this film. You know, she, she got with him because they do, you're telling me they don't (laughs) No, they do end up together. Okay. I'm just saying like, you know, four months from now, because like really she wants to get out of the situation that she's in. Right. She, she feels trapped under her parents sense of like obligation and he's an escape for her. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know what he really offered to her um, personally in the film. Hmm. Besides just like he was very impressed by her. You know what I mean? But I think that will, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see this as like this timeless Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Although it didn't end well for them either. Like she liked him because he liked her. Yes. Is that kind of like, oh, he likes me. Yes. So I've been, no and he could have these emotions for me before. Yes, and he could facilitate this escape from what yeah. she felt was her inevitable uh, life. I, for me, I think Pixar often can transcend just being a kids movie, mm-hmm. where it can be enjoyed by kids, but also, or it, it, there, there's there family movies, right, where anyone can enjoy these, and they're giving something new for everyone. And I think this one felt just more like a kids movie. For yeah, maybe there are not a lot of kids movies that deal with adult romances and that's cool that Pixar is giving a kids and a access to that kind of story of like, Oh, here's a kind of traditional romance story. But then as a adult who's seen that story many, many times over, once you get past the impressive animation, there wasn't a lot for me to latch onto because it's, I've seen that story a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe where Pixar failed here where they've been successful in other things. Um, other stories they've told. Was it just me or was the, the water story kind of confusing about like they were, they had illegal water pipes and then there was like a water crisis or I, I just didn't, I didn't really follow it. Yeah. I, I think like those, so there's like these spill channels, right? 
And I'm assuming those were blocked off so like Fire Town could could thrive. Mm-hmm. Because obviously fire and water don't mix. And then so like like that part of the city was not built for fire. Just fire kind of took it over, right? Like as in many immigrant stories happens of like this neighborhood becomes now this, you know, culture, or whatever. Um, and then I guess with crumbling walls or whatever, now these spill throughs are filling with water again. And that then those are going to the pipes and that's a threat for fire. Mm-hmm. I think that's what was going on, Zach. Yeah. Cause like you have these big barges coming down the canals and like the water going over the edges. And it seemed like these were supposed to catch that water, but there's nowhere for it to go. Cause fire town. Yeah, th- th- that's where I think this movie was weak, where it could have been an interesting exploration on on these neighborhoods that are filmed or formed around immigrant communities and, you know, how they're both welcoming and unwelcoming. And th- th- there's there's so much that could have been told with this story. And mm-hmm. then instead, they just to go with a uh, romance, which was fine. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm interested to. I would be interested to see what that story is, you know, the bigger immigrant story. Yeah. Bigger than the one that they told. Um, but also I wasn't upset with the idea of keeping it small <laughs> and just letting those exterior stories inform the romance, mm-hmm. which is, I think essentially what we got from a broad point of view. Can you guys weigh in on a debate my wife and I had about this film? Sure. Yes. Um, when she went to the water guy's family's house for dinner, mm-hmm. okay, um, she like exhibited her like fire powers where she fixed like a broken vase or something like that, and she mm-hmm. could make like the the balls with the flowers inside, you know that kind of thing. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and he was but- super impressed, and he was like, "You should have a store for this kind of thing." Was it that she was uniquely really good at this and she like should pursue like this artistic kind of Etsy idea of making these things? Uh-huh. Or is it just water people never mix with fire people and this is like a thing fire people can do and water people just had no idea? I think it's the latter. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't mean that she couldn't make it a viable business. Yeah, she could sell those things to water people all day long. <laughs> right. Like, like again, we, we, we have a lot of that where people come from other cultures and they bring a skill which is common in their culture but new to whatever country they're coming to. And all of a sudden, people, you know, the people in the country are like, oh my God, this is an amazing skill. You should make a business out of that. I mean, same thing for food, right? Like, Thai food is just food in Thailand. Sure. <laughs> And then you bring it to America and you serve it to people. I'm like, this is t- totally new to me. Open a restaurant and it's something novel and different. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Makes sense to me. Um, this movie often compared, at least before it was released, to Inside Out, where you had emotions, you had a, you know, framing structure with like that felt very similar to Elemental. In fact in the early press, they were talking about how it's a, a, like a spiritual sequel to inside out. Mm. How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> no, no, because, so, because I think yeah. inside out was able to take a abstract concept mm-hmm. and then define it through cute characters mm-hmm. and make it something that was accessible for kids. And then maybe even for adults 
Kubin thought about that through like, oh yeah, this is how we can explain nostalgia and growing up and such and such. And this movie is just cute characters, but I don't think it's really taking an abstract concept and simplifying it. Like even soul did more of that with like taking this idea of this, be, not the afterlife, but what's between life mm-hmm. and making it a, a, a solid concept. I thought just kind of on the look and feel of it that it was going to be like Inside Out, right? So, you know, Inside Out was amazing. And so I was kind of thinking like, they're really good with this kind of thing. But it just, it wasn't that. Did you guys ever see Robots? No. Uh, yeah, with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Like, I the, forget about that movie every couple the, of years, but I did see and it. And Robin Williams, he did a voice. He's in that one yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. That, You're talk- that's in like a we're talking robot about the same movie, right? The animated yeah. kids movie, yeah. Robots. Yeah, in yeah. like a Robot City, right? Yeah. This movie reminded me of Robots. Okay. okay. Like from a visual perspective, the sure. storylines are very different, but the city just kind of felt like a busy mishmash of like elements, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I agree generally with the inside out elemental comparison that you guys are talking about. It's like. Um, Inside Out was more clever with like the comparisons and kind of took a high concept and gave it a wrapper. Whereas this movie took a very well-known, well-trodden concept and wrapped it in visual complication. But storyline, I think, was the same. You know what I mean? It's just like, what, what types of emotions would fire have? Okay. Well, if that's the girl, then we're going to make her angry. Why is she angry? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just work the script backwards into the type of element they are. Um, whereas in Inside Out, your your protagonist is actually the body that these things are inside of and they are making, you know, the pieces of the human type of thing. And even though a lot of the emotions have cliches that are visually represented, in combination, that's what's motivating the bigger story that's happening outside of the brain. So yeah, bottom line, I just think insights inside out is far more clever on its surface. But I also think inside out, you a kid might like most of it might go way over their head. It might be just a little weird for them. No, I, I disagree. I think inside out does a great job of taking the high concept and making accessible for kids. And like maybe kids don't understand what it's like to be a 13 year old and go through those changes. So like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't expect like my son to understand what Raleigh's going through in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But I do think that when he saw it inside out, he understood like, Oh, these, these are my emotions on the end. You know, these are my emotions and this is how they affect me. And you know, yeah. like this is what, maybe one way to explain how it's happening. My four-year-old okay. was definitely tracking with it emotionally. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think, um, did, did you watch this with your kids? No. I watched this with my wife who fell asleep, but this was her second time watching and she watched it with Galen. Um, and I told him like after I saw it, I didn't care for it. He was like, really? You didn't like it? Sure. So he obviously liked it. I mean, it's colorful. It's fast moving. I think it's fairly yeah. easy to understand. I mean, we used to like Voltron, so it doesn't shock me that a kid would like this. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like oh. <laughs> not everything has to be high concept when you're that age. Re- re- really, really, really quick sidebar. Sure. Um, 
Galen and I watched an episode of Thundercats the other day because on uh-huh. Hulu. I was like, oh, this is a show I used to watch when I was a kid. And yeah, that, <laughs> that is exactly what you think is going to be for 22 minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, like that that did not hold up whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else with Elemental that we haven't talked about? Um, so this is the same guy who directed The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, have you guys seen that? I yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my that that was my least favorite Pixar movie. Okay. <laughs> and now this is this is my new least favorite Pixar. So it's definitely yeah. in the lower side of the lower tier for me too. Yeah. But honestly, I don't remember it. I remember seeing it roughly, <laughs> but I don't remember anything past the poster of that movie. Oh, Isn't that dinosaur? sad that there's a, sad. a the Pixar movie and you just don't remember it because the good ones you definitely remember. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and I think Pixar is just on a curve where, you know, maybe if uh, DreamWorks made Elemental or mm-hmm. Illumination, we'd be feeling a little bit different about this. Well, he still doesn't remember it, despite well, yeah, made but it. I, but, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, Pixar is held to a higher standard. It was. I mean, the if I'm looking at their output recently, the last movie that I would say I, I really liked was Soul. And that's but, a movie for adults. I don't even think that movie is yeah. for kids. <laughs> Luca has grown on me. I think when I, we first watched Luca during pandemic, I was a little mixed on it. Mm-hmm. And the more I've watched it, the more I've come to like that one. I haven't rewatched it, but I, I don't have a problem with Luca. I just don't. On the first watch, the only watch, I, it didn't inspire much. Okay. I Give it a revisit. You might find something more there. It's a really cute friendship tale. Honestly, with Pixar, it's a coin flip if I really like it or don't. Like, Mm -hmm. is it always been a coin flip or is that now in the last decade? Yeah. So looking back, Elemental didn't like it. Lightyear, I liked it. Turning Red didn't like it. Luca, I liked it. Soul didn't like it. Onward, I liked it. Toy Story 4 didn't like it. Incredibles 2 liked it. (laughs) I want to say you and I are flipped on some of those. Like yeah, the maybe. ones that you liked, I was like, yeah, that was, I didn't care for that one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, right. I, I would say for me in the, in the last 10 years, Pixar has become <laughs> less, uh, less consistent. Was that the fastest rating of 10 movies ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close <laughs> for us. We could do like 30 second shows if we wanted <laughs> Luca didn't care for it. <laughs> Elemental, great. Okay, keep it in a real. Speaking of rating things, what are you guys gonna give Elemental? One and a half. Whoa, wow. brutal. I'm just gonna go two and a half on this one. I'm a two and a Wait, half as well. You gonna hurt its feelings? <laughs> I was I was bored. I, I wasn't <laughs> mad at the movie. All right, it's just mostly bored. I mean, if uh, you go back and watch robots right now, you'll realize Elemental is not that bad. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think robots was good when I saw it the first time. Yeah, I mean, robots yeah. was brutal. Uh, there's a lot of bad animated movies. I don't think Elemental's bad, but its worst crime is that it's not as good as really good Pixar movies. Yeah, in my opinion, so. James, a two and a half for you is like an average. It's movie, an average right? Pixar movie. Yeah, but like you don't remember anything from it. I no, feel I remember. Like- I remember not having big issues with it and that I enjoyed the 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 surprise of the fact that they kept it straight. 
Okay. Like the, the, that it was just a romance. That's not okay. a Pixar concept. The idea that they would just do a straight romance film with a weird inside out esque rapper. Okay. Or even it's not even an inside out esque rapper. It's a Pixar rapper where they just like yeah. take an inanimate thing or a concept and then attach it to a bigger story, right? Toys. It's like, toys but they talk everybody knows what toys are now we're gonna have them talk and have emotions and feel things for their owners cool. i'd give you another example but i don't want to it's like monsters <laughs> in your closet <laughs> but if right. you talk they have emotions if, yeah. right exactly <laughs> this one it's like elements fire earth it's- Earth it's like elderly fire. people, but they get sad when their loved ones die and they have emotions <laughs> and balloons. All right. What did we say? A one and a half and two two and a halves yeah. for Elemental. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode 601 of the Cinderella's podcast. We appreciate you listening and want to remind you on your way out to check out the video version of the podcast on YouTube, support us on Patreon, leave us an Apple podcast review, five stars only, or send us an email to heyguysatcinerealist.com. You could also follow us on social media on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Twitter at Cinerealist. Or you could follow me on my personal Twitter or Letterboxd account at EOJRB. I'm on Twitter or Letterboxd at Shobin. I'm on Letterboxd at Peter SKB. Next week, we will be discussing the film The Creator by director Gareth Edwards. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Director of Monsters and the first Godzilla reboot movie that came out a couple years ago. The good one. <laughs> the one where Did the guys jump Wars? out of the plane. Uh, he was hired to do a Star Wars movie, and then I think they uh, removed what- him. Right? The Rogue One guy? I think he was. He was the Rogue One guy. Did he actually get director credit for Rogue One? He may have. Uh, yeah, who's the credit director for Rogue One? I know there was issues, for sure. Like The version of Rogue One that was released was not what he wanted. Let's evidently. see. Rogue Even One. Though it's one of the few that Star Wars fans consider good from the Disney era. He's the correct, he is the uh, credit director on Rogue One. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. We'll see you guys there. Until then, keep it Cinereal. It's over. Go home.
Go. This is spoilers for No One Will Save You. Uh, a movie that uh, we were conflicted on. I think Kyle liked it. Mm-hmm. He did. A decent amount. I was middle on it. And Zach, is it too like, slightly less than middle for you? Slightly less. I'm pretty sure. middle on it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I like so your yeah. performance best. This is spoiler chat for that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, No One Will Save You on Hulu, uh, then maybe don't listen to this unless you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the movie and you just want to hear people talk about it. That's what we're going to do right here, right now. For those of you who have not seen it or need a refresher, the movie is about a girl who lives in a big old house. We learn that her mother has somewhat recently passed away as well as her best friend has passed away, which I thought it was her sister through most of the movie. And you then, didn't see uh, the sign. Bryn and Maud, BFF. I know. Uh, well, now that you're it, saying that, in her letter, she talks me. in her letter, she talked about the parents. I saw your parents today. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys were rac- actually reading those letters, trying to get context clues. Yeah. When when <laughs> you see text when you see text on screen, you just don't read it. You just don't bother. I read it when they make it easy to read. I, <laughs> for some reason, I could not read that handwriting like really quickly enough. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, she says I saw your parents today. Right, because mm-hmm. we're watching her write the letter. It's like the only thing on that's on close screen. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James is just like, oh my god, they're writing again. Yeah. <laughs> Ten <laughs> seconds, skip ahead. <laughs> If I'm going to read something, I'm going to read a subtitle, not people's <laughs> scribble scratch. As what do you screen. imagine the subtitles the for this movie were? It was like a just, lot of like direction. Like I something it, does this. And you guys I watched, watched it with subtitles, subtitles on? Yeah. There's okay. actually two. On the Wikipedia, it said there's one line of dialogue, but there were way more lines of dialogue in yeah. the subtitle. There were. Not and you could more. hear them too. Like just maybe l- 10. L- like, like background <laughs> talking that wasn't from a main character? Yeah, yeah. Like when she walks into the police station, people are like finishing their conversation in the background, and like yeah. that was subtitled across the bottom. So, uh, small technicality. I think there was more. They, than one They didn't translate the aliens for you. Like this clicking and groaning means this. No. So anyway, so this girl who's oh, mother by the way, the mom died away. in 2019, according to the tombstone. Oh, okay. Well, that definitely didn't take place in the 80s. Why didn't you say that when we were talking? I just about saw it because I'm, I'm clicking through the movie right now to see her scribble scratch. All right. Wait. <laughs> okay. So the, the, the tombstone said beloved, beloved mother of Bryn. Mm-hmm. Did Bryn get that tombstone made? Yeah. And yeah. then just have like put on there like, here lies my mom. And then put her, her, like, her own name on the tombstone for her mom. Yeah. I think that's kind of a normal thing to do, right? If you're surviving... Uh, family to like put your I think it's I mean, maybe not everybody does it but a lot of people do that I don't think that's that weird okay especially if you're the the surviving <laughs> child both your parents are dead or whatever why wouldn't you put that Um, th- one thing I didn't understand is did they ever explain why the mother died like was that that had nothing to do with no Maud, right nothing no, to do with no. it okay just making sure there wasn't a connection there that I was not following no, this is just a real double trauma kind of movie. Okay, so anyway, this girl who's living alone in this giant house, the beginning of the movie, aliens invade. She gets chased around the house by a little alien. She fights back and she kills it. 
Then she seems to be a person of interest with the other aliens. They're like constantly checking in on her, trying to, you know, attack her essentially. And she's trying to figure out why on some level, uh, and also just kind of be a deer in headlights for an hour and a half as they chase her around. Um, meanwhile, at some point she goes to town and somebody spits in her face. They don't really explain that until maybe, I guess you can correlate that with like, she accidentally killed her best friend. And so somebody spit in her face. I'm assuming that was the mom. That, that was, was the, the mom, mom of the best friend. <laughs> James, did you oh watch gosh, this movie? Completely. How do you know that was the mom? Cause she said, I saw your parents. I saw your parents today. Those actors. I really should have read, read these notes. James, did you see what I just chatted you on zoom? No. What is this? Her scribble scrabble. They, they, <laughs> it's it's full screen. It says, "Dear Maud, <laughs> I saw your parents today." <laughs> it just says, "I saw your parents." It doesn't say today. It's a screenshot, James. I screenshotted it before she wrote today. Does it say today at the police station? It, no, but it, it happens ten seconds later. I'm pretty sure we knew Maud's last name from at some point, like before the police station, and then when she walks into the police station, it zooms in on the police chief's badge and it says Collins, which is Maude's last name. Uh, th- so the police chief was the father? Yes, the police chief yeah. was the father and the woman that spit was the mother. It's and like that's a why, whole movie I didn't watch. <laughs> and, and, and like, that's how they explain away why she didn't tell the police what was going on because like the police chief didn't like her because, you know, he did it, nothing it led to her, the uh, the death of her daughter. And then there, I, you got the impression that the rest of the police force were like, oh, we don't, you know, Chief doesn't yeah. like her, so we don't like her either. Right. Because like in a normal movie, if this happened, someone would go to the police be like, oh, my God, there's a dead alien in yeah, my front living room. I can room. show it to you right now. Come help me. Right. Mm-hmm. But since she's such a pariah of this community, she is unable to communicate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got the sense that the mod thing, the killing a mod happened like six years ago or something no 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 ten, 10 years ago again the letter years, said okay. i can't believe it's been 10 years gotcha and they were like 12 years old when that fight yeah. happens in that yeah. flashback in the spaceship yeah didn't cares. you read the letters zach <laughs> jeez well i didn't need to i knew it was in the past <laughs> wow so it was it like really, 10 years ago in the 80s it, it really feels like zach saw the first half of this movie <laughs> made a judgment on it and it, it lived up to what his judgment was going to be like he didn't really get much out of it after that um oh no it got worse as it went went on yeah there you go so so you, you could have ducked out of 45 minutes and been just fine <laughs> and liked the movie yeah exactly okay so anyway all that happens yeah eventually the aliens get bigger they get more aggressive things get heightened at some point she's actually like her body is taken over by an alien and at the end of the film she actually gets sucked up into a ship and they like probe her or something i don't know and then mentally they let her probe go. her We'll go into more detail on some okay. of those things, but generally, that's what happens in the movie. Um, what What do we need to talk about uh, with this one? Well, I, like, I think there's two. I think there's two things. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I want to respond to Zach because Zach was annoyed by the slow move, like how the aliens move, did move slow or didn't yeah. seem to chase her. Yeah, and I guess I counter that with. These aliens are obviously winning. Like at first, we don't we don't know what's going on, right? There's one alien. We don't know is this an invasion? Is just just one alien that showed up? We quickly learn that these this is a full on invasion. These aliens have taken over the rest of the town pretty quickly, right? Like for whatever reason, either people are being taken over by these symbiotes or they're being cloned. I, I that I wasn't quite sure about what was happening. So 
I, I will I will call that maybe not a plot hole, but a point of confusion that I. Oh, have. they're taking over. They're not cloned. But but there's a clone of her at some point. Remember, yes. she kills her clone. Yes, that's true. I so thought that, that was yeah. So that's why I wasn't sure if like the mailman, mm-hmm. for example, on the bus, if the mailman was was actual mailman who was being possessed by whatever symbiote, or if that mailman was a clone. I don't. Did know. her clone have a throat thing? No, it did yeah, right. not. I think that's oh, the distinguisher. That's a good point. Okay, the throat things. Anyway, so I guess I wasn't bothered by the methodical nature of these aliens because they probably had, they seem to have everything under control for the most part. So it's like, okay, we, we don't need to be wasting energy on this. We can, we'll get this eventually. Mm-hmm. So like I they're mean, playing the long game. That line like, of thinking what were they the dead aliens. But obviously like, they didn't, I mean, an alien died because yeah, of that. How many of them are there? Like she killed two of them. Yeah. She, uh, maybe three. Right, okay. right. That that's the thing. Like, if these are intelligent beings, right? They don't just be like, "Oh, three of us died." Whatever. You're like, I think at a certain point they they care, but they got her anyway. Like they did care. Like she did not get away. Like, right, but in, in this it, movie, she gets abducted. She gets captured. But she have, gets yes. symbiotically taken over. I know, but why not do that without three of you dying? Like they have telekinesis powers where they can just like with a flick of a finger control where everything moves like why do they allow themselves to be killed by like not getting her after like the second person dies well just the one has telekinetic like just the it seemed like the the human sized one had telekinetic powers Hmm. I don't think the little one was telekinetic and like the daddy long legs one that was I mean that was cool like like how it was like doing like signals to the ship (laughs) I thought that was really neat like sever form alien style right yeah alien sever form yeah uh okay so you just think they they had they were in so much in control they're like dealing with ants that they're like we don't need to you know worry about these people yeah i mean it it never it never crossed my mind during the movie of wow they're really bad at this but they are because several of them died in the attempt well we we don't know how many of them died other places though like it's an invasion. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some casualties that happen. Yeah, yeah, but b- totally forced errors. I'm just saying, okay. had they used the extent of their abilities efficiently, very easily, <laughs> it wouldn't have cost them anything. None of them would have died. So yeah, he, they could have slammed her against the ceiling night one. Day, and then movie over. And movie over. You know absolutely. What I mean? Absolutely. Right. Yes, you're, you're correct. They could have picked her up with their telekinetic powers, slammed her against the building, movie over. Great five minutes short about an alien shows up in a house, takes out a girl, movie's over. All right. Just because like, th- if the movie needs them to be nonsensically idiots in order for the movie to happen, then the movie needs to be rewritten. Hmm. Right, I, I didn't. I, I didn't I think never they were idiots. idiots. I think they're just. Yeah. they're they're arriving. Maybe they don't know as much information as we assume they do about what's yeah. going on, and then over the process, they're learning. Oh, there's these beings here, and we're trying to figure out who, what they are, and you know, they're. Um, I mean, the the first one may not necessarily have had the same motivation than like the ones in the ship at the end type of thing. He might have been like a little scout or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to figure Sorry, out the planet. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I don't exactly remember the how the first one died. Right? He got he got 
slammed in the head with something, right? She it, stabbed it, him. Yeah. yeah it, 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 was, it, was, it was like a tower of like one of her models. Yeah. Wasn't that um, the end result of like a tussle of some sort? Yes. There, yes. It, it was definitely not. You know what it really was? It really was. She kind of modded that alien. I don't think she meant to, to kill it. Oh, she definitely did. It's foreshadowing for sure. You think but, it's foreshadowing? Yeah, of okay. how, how she killed Maud. I mean, pre-shattering okay. or whatever. I mean, it's 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 in the same way where she like kind of picks something up, wings around. Absolutely. Okay. I, okay. I'll see that. Yeah. I, I will give you that. Maybe these alien. He's a scout. He doesn't know the capabilities of these creatures. But once they're tussling, I would use my telekinesis to to end the fight. Could, if, could, my end goal the, is to take her. Did the first one have tele- telekinetic powers? I, I mean, it was, was opening the, the fridge in the freezer with its okay mind. It, I mean, was that it, or was that like an energy surge that was going on? I don't know how energy surge. Why would an energy energy surge make your refrigerator door slam open and shut? I don't know. Couldn't he like move the table that had all the houses on it and stuff? Maybe. Oh yeah, and and maybe that's how she got the thing. Okay. I I couldn't remember if that first one, like definitely the the next regular size alien, for sure had telekinetic powers, but it's also the one that eventually got her. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying we don't know a lot about this alien race. Yeah. Here's what we do know. Yeah. They're intelligent enough to create um, UFOs that cross like uh, galactic distances. They decide for whatever reason not to wear clothes or any type of like uh, machine or device whatsoever. Uh, They could care less if they personally die or not. And then their ultimate goal is to infect human beings and then do some light gardening. (laughs) Because that's what they do at the end of the movie. They're like they're gardening. They're planting some flowers. And See, that's, I, that's the goal in life. I felt like the first one dies, right? And then yeah. the second one is like checking in on the first one. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I felt like the movie was headed in a direction of like some kind of weird, uh, like mother or like, uh, parallel <laughs> where agreed some, agreed. you know what I mean? Oh, 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 Par- like parallel like grief or something like that. Is now dead. Right. So exactly. Mom's going to, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. And then at the end, she's going to be the one that's let go because they have some kind of bigger connection or something like that. Uh, which we'll get into the ending. I don't necessarily know that that happened, but I also feel like, I don't know. I don't know what the ending is, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but I'll, uh, if that was going on, I didn't pick up on it. But I also didn't read the notes. So, <laughs> Kyle, can you explain to me why they spared her? So I was thinking about that. Did and they spare her? She's yes. acting just as Lala as the other people when they're dancing. But she doesn't her. have the symbiote. She's totally right. fine. Right, and and she's also like. How do you know you, she doesn't? You can see it on their throats. Yeah, all of them had it, and she didn't. She, I mean, and she's also giving knowing looks to the camera at the end. Like, like she's living her best life now where, where she's the most popular in the town. Everyone likes her. They're all saying hi to her. She's not shunned so, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she definitely is no longer infected. Everyone else is. And the aliens are still present. Right. So do they sense like all this trauma? And so they're like actually benevolent aliens and they're like, okay, you have the most trauma in town. So everybody else is now your uh, emotional slave. And you no, get I, to live your best I, life. I don't think it was the, they. I don't think they necessarily sensed her trauma. I think they. The, so she has they this. Pick her? She yeah. has this. Well, okay. She has this moment where she's reliving her trauma, mm-hmm. right through all these flashbacks, 
And then she's watching herself write these letters, right? Which is kind of like like the punishment she's given herself. Like I'm going to write daily letters. The to penance. God. This is a right, very Catholic exactly. movie, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then she forgives herself, right? She she present day her tells little girl her like stop writing these letters. You don't mm-hmm. tell her, but you know has her stop doing it. And then like the screen changes, it's all red now. It's all white. And then it goes back to her, and the aliens sort of seem to have this epiphany. So I read that as as in like she, whatever reason, recognized her trauma or had some self-healing, and the aliens recognized that self-healing and maybe saw she was a good person. Or, you know, maybe aliens thought, oh, humans are these terrible, violent, self-loathing people. They need to be enslaved. And they saw this person, oh, this person does not hate themselves. So we'll enslave everybody else, but not her. Oh, everyone else in this town. We don't really know what's going on. Doesn't everyone. make any sense. <laughs> it, it makes no sense, and it's a lot of assumptions that like she's yeah. the good person. All these people deserve to be enslaved. It, it, it there's nothing that gives us an indication of why she's spared, except she's our main character. Well, I mean, they're going to enslave anyway. Like whether they be deserved to or not, these aliens are enslaving, and for the reason of trauma clearing, they chose her not to be <laughs> enslaved. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I believe that the parents of Maud are enslaved because they don't show us. They would have showed us them living their best life free as well, but they went well, yeah, through I mean, more trauma than she did. But they spit on her. <laughs> That's unforgivable. Can we rewind a little bit? <laughs> so the moment with Maud, right, that happens when the aliens touch her in the brain and you're getting kind of the weird ethereal backstory on how Maud died. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Were they having an argument? <laughs> yeah. They're fighting in the <laughs> yes, woods over what doesn't tell us. They're, they're just they're, having a fight. They're like 12. There's whatever 12 year olds. Maud pushes her over. Uh huh. Main girl picks up a rock and clocks her in the head with it. And she dies. So right. is it like an impulse fight back anger thing that kills her? Okay. It'd be like secondary murder, maybe manslaughter, but they're 12. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that's generally what I got from it. It just maybe it's just not enough for me to be like, okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, the character has guilt over killing her best friend. Like it was a moment sure. of anger. It's not excusable, but it's it's this song that's been stayed with her for the last decade. Let me Maybe ask I just this. don't believe that a 12-year-old could throw a little pebble hard enough to kill another human. Oh, it wasn't a little totally pebble. Could. That that was like a fist-sized rock. Yeah. And totally. You, you get clocked. You'd in have the head to hit somebody rock. like right in the perfect temple spot. And that's what happens. I mean, it's if it's the size of your hand, there's a lot of surface that can touch the perfect spot. And again, it's a 12-year-old body that it's hitting. Mm. I don't buy it. Really? I buy the aliens more than I do the rock throwing into I think. Kyle's seven-year-old could could have killed the, <laughs> killed the girl in that situation. It's not that hard. I, anyways, the point the point <laughs> I want to ask: My kid is capable of malice and murder. You should ask him. Um, <laughs> there's two movies here. One movie is where a girl is dealing with the trauma of killing her best friend and then being shunned by the community. The other is Alien Invasion, and in which they ultimately spare her at the end. What do these movies? have in common why are they together what what is the connective tissue that i'm missing they're trauma aliens they're not trauma aliens (laughs) 
I'm I'm not sure. I I guess I I didn't think as deeply about this movie as you guys did. I maybe I was just more along for the ride of it. I just but, I mean I just think when you're you're handing us trauma where the climax of the film is her dealing with her like childhood murder. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to have a point. It's got to it's got to there's got to be a reason that we are introduced and brought into her trauma. Otherwise it's just what what are we doing here? Sorry, I'm looking up how hard you have to hit somebody in the temple to kill them. <laughs> With a rock. <laughs> a rock. 1800 PSI. <laughs> I don't know whatever what that means. That means. Yeah. <laughs> I think it well, matters the size of the Evidently it's incredibly rare. <sighs> I don't I, I don't know why you're skeptical of that bit. Uh, it's not that I'm skeptical. I mean, this, this movie takes a lot of leaps. That's just one of them, I would say. Um, I don't know. I, I obviously missed some things that were there that would have filled out the backstory a little quicker than how I got to it. But I don't think reading the letters in real time and knowing the few details there were as far as who Maud was and those types of things would have made me care about the central premise of her being sucked up and then the aliens touching her in the head and then them having some epiphany about what they're going to do with her. Like, I don't think, I don't think that execution would have changed my opinion of this movie as a whole. If that makes sense. Like to me that even knowing all the clues now that you guys have given me, I still don't think that's enough for me to get emotionally invested in what the outcome of what those aliens are going to do with her needed to be for me to eventually be like, okay, this is elevated beyond just simple sci-fi thriller where a girl gets chased around a house by an alien being. <laughs> yeah. The one they spared is the one that killed three of them. Right. There's, yeah. It's not adding up a whole lot. And then why does she look right at the camera at the end? With that goofy I, smile. I, I think that's like her, her knowing I yes, I realize they're all enslaved and and I'm fine with I'm it. I'm free. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. So she's kind of she's awful, kind of right? She's heartless. Like all of these innocent humans are being enslaved by an alien that's in their throat, and she's like so happy. And all she's she'd have like, to do like is reach down in there. <laughs> all she'd have to do is reach down in there and yank it out like she did on herself. She won't yeah, do so- it. That was the other. That was another thing that that didn't work for me. Is when she was she was able to remove her own alien symbiotes. I'm like, well, other people can do this too. Yeah, how was she able to do that? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, three She's and a half stars. I obviously. enjoyed this movie. It was not like, oh my god, this is the greatest movie you guys need to watch. Kyle, or, that's like a, that's like a Schindler's List for you. A three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you like this movie one Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this is uh, this is pretty similar to Schindler's List. <sighs> what do they call like people that have no like like a like a moral attachment to their emotions? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Is that sociopath is or sociopath? That people that have like no um, psychotic? Not, no, not mercy, but like have no. I don't know empathy. Moral. Sure, I think I that's think a, a psychopath. Psychopath, yeah. Maybe that's why in her delusion she can snap herself out of it. 
No, after seeing she, her friend alive for the first time in how long she could snap out of it, grab that thing out of her mouth. No, she's absolutely not a psychopath because she feels guilt. Psychopaths don't feel guilt. Hmm. Maybe it's performative. <laughs> for she's alone. <laughs> <laughs> for the what? movie. Here's a question. Yeah. Maybe this can maybe this is trying to say something. Mm-hmm. And it's so subtle and annoying that it 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 doesn't work. But her hobby is have a little village with fake little people. Yeah. And and that's her passion. And now she's in a little play village with with fake people. She's living her hobby. Is that right. is that what you're trying to say here? I think, I think well, that I, there might be an element to that. Like she gets her happy ending. I mean, maybe this movie's trying to be like a little twisted. Like, you know, the world is over, aliens have evaded, people are enslaved, but little bring is her happy ending. Mm. I wish it showed us more ha- like What's like the point characters that, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another question. Did you guys at any time in the movie feel sympathy, empathy, whatever for Bryn? Yeah, I, I didn't. Mean, I would have spit in her face too. <laughs> I, I felt it for her. Like, like she definitely like was shunned from society, from the society. Like, I, I can understand why the maybe the cops were mad at her, but I have no idea why she waved at that one guy, and then he like just who's guarding at the time, and she he would not wave back. Like, does everyone hate her? That seemed a little unfounded. Like, how popular was this mod girl? Yeah, either there's two scenarios here. Either she knew the guy or she didn't. If she the didn't know she the guy, that. yeah. If she didn't yeah. know the guy, why would she so emphatically wave at a stranger? Mm-hmm. Which I, I this is being a small town. I assume everyone knows everyone. Totally. If she yeah. did, it's kind of assuming this is the first time she's seen him in the past ten years, <laughs> and and is now learning how he feels about what she did, because she waves as if he's going to be fine or possibly fine. Yeah. And his reaction is like, no, 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 we're not cool. So, like, this is the first time she's seen him in 10 years to gauge his reaction to her behavior. And then she's surprised that he he's he's not approving. The the least fair part of my movie of or my movie of this movie was like the first 10 minutes. Like where Zach, you were intrigued by the first 10 minutes. Yeah, that was my favorite part of this movie. I, I thought that was like I was watching that. I'm like, what are like this is so clunky with like <laughs> she's driving around and waving at people and beloved daughter and BFFs, like. So I think maybe maybe the reason I like this movie better is because it got better for me where those first 10 minutes I was not on board. And then once you got to the alien stuff and I like the fact that this movie gave you the aliens right away, like a lot of movies would have built up to that moment of they're in the house being chased around. And like this movie was like first thing is she's being chased by an alien. The aliens are so stupid. I, what about I, that? It didn't bother me that they were like stereotypical little green men. Like I, I liked that. I liked that this movie was playing on the tropes of flying saucers and abductions and little green men. That did I was not fine with that me too. whatsoever. I chuckled out loud when we see a close up of the alien feet and then it goes up on its like little toe knuckles. You and chuckled out loud like a like a tripod. Because it was so silly. Why did it go up on its toe knuckles for no reason? It just got out the window. Yeah, it's got a lot of power in those toes. <laughs> it looks so silly. It looked like a you know those like um, elderly canes with the four points at the bottom. Yeah, 
Do you wish I had tennis balls on its four toes? Would that make it better <laughs> I thought for it was you? going to have tennis ball. I did. I was fine with the with the look and feel of the aliens. I I I kind of dug it, especially when e- they got bigger towards the even end, the like mini me. Yeah, it was fine. I like that that they got bigger over time. At the end, you have that really big one. No, the, the, the little one was stupid. The little one was trying to be like, here's a fast one. That's really yeah. violent. For I, I, like, I didn't understand the little one. I, I understood all the other ones of yeah. like being inquisitive or having like semaphore jobs or whatever. But the little one just seemed like a dog that was like rabid. It and totally I did, did. I did it, that one. I did not buy. Yeah. So I'll, or I'll a juvenile. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like someone let their kid out. Who's yeah. Which totally makes sense why it was the size it was and the way it was acting and all these things. That's why I liked it. And then later, like the the one that like was really stoic and like looking out the window, but yet knew exactly where she was. And the moment she made a move, he just like changed his hand and she flew out the window or through through the wall rather. Yeah. I mean, that was like the difference between the one that originally is like scouting the area or being dropped first versus the one that is following up to figure out why did this one go wrong versus the postman and the other people riding the bus who obviously came easy. Right. That is like set up upper management. Like, Oh man, right. we, we had a problem child in our hands. Get, go get the wolf. She right. killed four aliens. I just thought of the symbiote. She squeezed to death. Sure. Okay. And can you explain? Okay. So there's the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seemed like, remember that one alien coughed it up into her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like the symbiote was controlling that alien and then left that alien and went to her. So I thought maybe that was was, was going to happen. Was like, this was like a, a Borg situation yeah. where the symbiote's the actual alien and the aliens are just creatures from all over the galaxy that have been captured by the symbiote. That would have been interesting. I don't they think didn't that's go there. what happened. Yeah. 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 But I, I thought maybe that's where we were going when it coughed up its symbiote. I would have liked if it was like they're just collecting species kind of a thing. And then there's a wide variety of aliens and they're collecting earthlings now. But and that's they're all under control of these throat things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that is an interesting idea. Yep. I agree. Anything else with no one will save you that we must talk about? Um, the title is dumb. But no one saved her. I didn't like she, it either. She had to save herself. It's fine. It, it's just not. It says nothing about the movie. <laughs> it says nothing about any kind of bigger theme in the movie. If there is a bigger theme. I'm I'm still a little lost on. Okay. Tragedy happened when she was young. She accidentally kills her best friend. Her mother recently dies. An alien invasion happens. The aliens release her for a reason that's not entirely clear to me. So like what. I don't know. I don't even know what you'd name this. The one they released randomly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not sure what you would title it. I guess the trauma lottery. Yeah. yeah the exactly. Trauma lottery. I, li- I like that. I guess technically the title fits because no one did save her. Uh, it's fine. There's certainly worse titles to be had, but. Well, the alien saved her. No, she saved herself. Uh, no, the aliens <laughs> chose not to do something to her. And they nope. saved her from her like self-loathing and hate. But we all know that the aliens can't pass up self-forgiveness. <laughs> you think like, not to go backwards, but like, let's say, put yourself in that situation, right? You accidentally kill your best friend. You're under. Oh, tried you're, so many times. 
you're you're under like a, you have like an intense depression about this yeah. like massive guilt yeah it's, it's now many years later everybody in your hometown hates you your mother just died life's not great right and like aliens come you get terrorized by them they suck you up into a flight and then they drop you on the ground and everybody around you loves you do you honestly think that's a an enjoyable existence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing changed for you. You still have massive guilt. You still no. know all these people are just fake around you. They're being controlled by who knows what. She but still she doesn't have the friend. guilt anymore. Why not? She still killed her Why friend. Why not? Change? She's the same person. But no, okay. I, I get, for what she's just moment, not being spit in the face anymore. That's no, what changed. That that moment where she to her younger self was like, stop writing these letters. That was her forgiving herself. And once you forgive yourself, the guilt is gone. Like it may still, it's still a part of her, sure. but it, she, it does not, it does not consume her anymore. She oh, okay. was, she was telling the girl that had just killed her friend. You need to let this go. No, that, that, that was metaphorical. Like that was, that was not a time travel Stop thing. Stop beating yourself up of for killing your friend a couple days ago. No, th- that was that was her telling herself. Like like it's that was not. I agree with Kyle. I don't think that was yeah, meant to be she like not, she like travel back in time. Be like, hey, little me, trust me about this. <laughs> bigger things. I still though. I still don't think even if she had that epiphany. Living in existence where everybody is fake nice to you, no matter what you've done in the past, is not a particularly great existence. Not one I want to live in. I'd rather have people mad at me for legitimate things I've done than for everybody I come across to just love everything I do. And what are these aliens doing? Right. They're they're flying to another planet, invading, and then just... Control people for no reason? Going on a life, doing a life. Why are they all wearing clothes? The aliens don't wear clothes. So they don't value clothing and then they take over these humans. Why are they wearing clothes? Maybe it's Why a bother zoo. getting dressed every morning? Maybe it's like an anthill. It's, it's entertainment to them. To be fair bored. to the movie, I don't think I've ever seen like an alien movie where they wear clothes. A Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, aliens are in Star Wars, but I wouldn't call that an alien movie. Like an alien invasion movie. You've never, I've never seen one where the aliens show up and they're wearing clothes. No, that's fine. They don't have to wear clothes. I'm just saying once they control a colony, I don't know why they get dressed in the morning. Because it's still human bodies. That like is they're, true. They're controlled by an alien, but the the the, the vessel is still human. So you got to protect the vessel. Sure. From like sun exposure? Yeah. Skin cancer. What <laughs> <laughs> what really brought down the alien civilization? <laughs> Another movie that was about alien invasions that was really quiet was... Um, uh, the movie with the blind girl and the family and they live on the cornfield. Uh, capital Signs? C corn. What? Signs? No. No, no, no. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, John, yeah. The John Emily Blunt movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, don't don't speak. Um, no. Don't. <sighs> By no doubt. The Quiet Place. <laughs> the Quiet Place. Yes. There we go. <laughs> um, good, good music reference, though, Zach. Um, wild mosh pits <laughs> the, I've been to a no doubt show year I mean this was like in the 90s and there was a mosh pit it was like a very respectful fun mosh pit though for sure um, what was I saying oh in that movie 
also you need to be quiet, right? In this movie, she's like quiet by choice for some reason. She barely says a word. She doesn't even speak out loud to herself. Uh, whereas in the quiet place, like they were quiet for a reason. I kind of wish that was baked into this movie somehow. That would James, I have a question for you. Sure. So you, you live alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you speak out loud to yourself? Um, not often, but occasionally. But like, I mean, would you say in like a 24 hour period, is it possible you would not speak out loud to yourself? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I also make noise <laughs> and like talk to other people over the course of a day. Right. I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> now maybe if, she does too. And we just never see it in this movie, but what you're given is somebody who never talks basically. Yeah. To I, I will people. say this. If I killed an alien, mm-hmm. wake up the next morning and he's still laying in my hallway, I'm going to be talking to myself out loud. Yeah. yeah. The, Most I'm of the talking out loud no, like, for me is like, what the <laughs> right. what I mean? expletives or, yeah. <laughs> or like I, or like I'll see something on my back porch and I'm like what are they doing you know what I mean or something like or I'll talk to my dog often um, which is not talking to myself but I'll be like what are you doing Leo he'll come see me oh there he is no I mean th- th- this movie name. definitely made a stylistic choice to not have people talk like mm-hmm. is that a suspension of disbelief yes but it it was, didn't, again, it didn't bother me just because the movie was making this conscious choice to not have dialogue. It didn't bother me that she wasn't just like crap, 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 crap the, the entire time. Like where most people would probably be in that situation. Sure. It was one of the things I liked about the movie. I like that. Yeah. All right. Let's sum it all up. Final thoughts on no one will save you. Why don't we go Zach? me and then we'll let Kyle who actually liked the movie have the final word I was intrigued by it but ultimately I think that it was two different movies shoehorned together and the ending to me doesn't make sense I but I'm open to someone explaining it to me nice I was also intrigued by the premise I really liked that Caitlin Deaver was in it I loved her in Booksmart we didn't really even talk about her she was fine as what they were asking her to do it was great um, it was good. I don't know about great. And, uh, and I, I enjoyed some of the mixing of genres, but also for it to rise above all the other movies that do that. And there's a lot of them. You have to like have hooks that work in the greater context of the story. And then ultimately in the end of it, I didn't think the mute thing worked all that well for me or was all that interesting to watch on camera. And I also didn't think, um, there was enough emotional connection with why the aliens were there, why they treated her the way she did. The end result of the movie didn't make a whole lot of sense with the human side of the story or the alien side of the story that they were telling. Kyle? Yeah. Um, I thought this was a fun little alien thriller that plays on tropes you expect from this genre. And I definitely understand your criticisms. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as, as you guys point some of these, some of these things out, I don't have a direct answer for all of them. And that's probably a fault to the movie, but the movie got me on board that during my experience, I wasn't thinking too hard about these little elements, which we obviously went into more here. Nice. Thanks for joining us guys. We had fun. We'll see you next time until then. Goodbye.